0: This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. This morning, we've started this series called Home for the Holidays. Everybody say Home for the Holidays. And if you weren't here last Sunday, basically, the point of the series is before we get wrapped up in Christmas trees and trips to Dillard's and Academy, let's get wrapped up. In the home, let's take care of the home. A lot of folks think they can that they can gift their way into a healthy home, they can buy their way into a healthy home. Just one more trip to Disney makes a healthy home. No, it makes a broke home. And my my job is to help us just keep things in the right perspective, and. Um, if we're healthy and, and go to Disney, that means we go to Disney without any regrets of going to Disney. And uh, I think a lot of people get off track and they just kind of they, they chase the wrong things. So we started last week chasing what I believe is the, the number one thing in the family unit. And that is a healthy marriage. And what a, what a Sunday it was. And today... We're going to go a little further, and, and we're going to include everybody in that picture today. Last week, we just kind of focused on the, 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 the adult male and the adult female, the mom and the dad, the husband and the wife. That's what we focused on, husband, wife, and, and basically the, the quick summary is a lot of folks are trying to be great parents, and, and they're failing at being great husbands and wives, and if you're not careful, you could place, you could place your children... Uh, in more of an important role than even your marriage covenant. And at the end of the day, the greatest thing you can do for your kids is, is, is have a healthy marriage. Somebody say amen to that. So today we're going a little further. And I want to I talk to you about the gift of a healthy home. The gift of a healthy family. The gift of a healthy family. Everybody say Family. Go to the book of Joshua, chapter 24. Joshua, chapter number 24, and we're going to be looking at verse number 15. I'll be reading from the NLT here in just a moment. Uh, Let me just kind of work my way into that scripture real quick. One of the biggest issues in, and I put a little air quote on this, one of the biggest issues in family life, family life, is the lack of decisiveness. Moms and dads lacking decisiveness. What are our family's core values? What... What are our family's priorities? As a family unit, what's off the table when it comes to compromising? What is the target for our home? (laughs) Let me just make it plain. As a family, where are we going? And why are we going there? I honestly believe I am, I'm going to touch so many sore spots that, that, that this is going to be either the worst sermon of your life because it's going to be painful or you're going to receive the medicine that I've been taking and you're going to feel better because you're going you're to be healthier and you're going to get some traction as a family. So, I said it last week and I'm going to repeat it today. We're going to use a different topic. Healthy families are not based on your income. Healthy families are not based on your education. Doesn't matter if you have one kid or five kids. Well, I guess it would, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Healthy families require making constant healthy decisions. You have to have a habit of making healthy decisions if you're gonna have a healthy family. Joshua chapter 24, verse number 15, reading from the NLT. If you refuse to serve the Lord, if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. You have to make a choice. If you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today who you will serve. And, and then the back end of verse 15 says, but as for me and my family, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Now, I'm going I'm to say that again, and I'm gonna, I, I, I want to go into ball coach mentality, and I want to coach you up. I want to coach you up right now with, that, with that, that fire in your belly. You choose to serve whoever you will, but as for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. You, you do what you want, but as for me and my family, we're going to be decisive. We're going to be clear in this. We have made the decision we will serve the Lord. And somebody say amen with that. Charles Swindoll is known for saying that family, that, that group right there, family is where life makes up its mind. In other words, it's in the family unit where most of our questions are answered. It's in the family unit, sitting around the living room or at the kitchen table or in the car, going through the fast food line. That's where, in the family, is where most of our early, early questions are answered. For everyone in the room that's a mom and a dad, and, 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 and I know that the 10 and 11, 30 might, might apply a little bit more, but most of you are... Or, or parents or grandparents, you're, you're, you're involved with, with a younger impressionable mind. Can I tell you something? That if we do not, if we do not invest into our children and grandchildren the rights and the wrongs, the truths and the lies, if we do not coach, lead, teach them morals and ethics, if we do not lead them in the ways of, 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 of what's right and to avoid what's wrong, if we don't answer those questions, guess what? Someone else will. That's right. So true. So if a question's gonna be answered from a child, I don't know how you feel about it. I would rather be the one answering the question than leaving it up for someone that's not even connected to my family or my faith. But they're asking questions, everybody. Every day, my kids are asking questions. Every day, your grandchildren are asking questions. And it's our responsibility to our faith and to our family to be the voice that answers the questions. So, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. Healthy decisions, constantly making healthy decisions will bring about a healthy family. I want to give a shout out to a few key people today. And I'm not giving a shout out to names, I'm giving a shout out to roles. All the moms in the house, you bear the image of a nurturing God every mother in this room, you didn't just bring that baby into life, but you were the baby's first teacher. You were the baby's first caregiver. And moms today are working harder than they've ever worked before. Because in today's culture, very few moms have the opportunity of just being a mom. Most moms are nurses, school teachers, secretaries, CEOs. Most moms are presidents of companies. Most moms are putting in 45, 50, 60 hours a week, coaching, teaching. And then they go home and have to go to work. And most moms do not receive the gratitude and the thanks that they deserve. So, just for me, I want us to thank every mom in this room that just leaves it on the field every single week and every grandmother every female in this room that by your nature how God created you you're a caring, loving, patient sometimes patient patient nurturing female that God gifted you and placed you in the lives of stubborn men and and unruling children but you are the ones that really keep it together all the moms in the room this hand claps for you today you really do bear the image of a nurturing God now all the men in the room God created you in a special gift set that bears the image of an ever-present help and father Unfortunately, we're living in a day where not every child has their biological or even a substitute father in their life. It was God's plan to have a nurturing mother and a present father, and unfortunately, We're living in our Adamic culture, the state of the fallen man, where where, where not just sin is rampant, but all the roles have been changed. Everything's been turned upside down. Now you have six-year-old boys that never have met their father growing up to be, 35-year-old dads that have no idea how to do it because they've never experienced it. And it trickles down into being just a, a messy, messy world. Lacking what God created, which was the the, the, the ever-present role of a father. So for every man in this room, I want you to look into the mirror today and see yourself differently. You're not just that hard-working blue-collar, hard-working white-collar provider. You're more than just the paycheck. You're more than just a man that turns a screwdriver and changes a light bulb and and has to drag down the Christmas ornaments. I say that with a little angst. (laughs) You think you're tickled now. You're more than just the mule. Aren't you glad I said mule? (laughs) Because we've been called some other things. You're more than that. You're not just a paycheck. You're not just the grunt. You're not just the labor hand. God didn't create you for that only. He created you to be an ever-present father. So for every man in this room, I want to challenge you to something. And I'm going to challenge myself to this. Knowing our calling and then unfortunately knowing the state of our culture. May we stretch ourselves and max out our capacity. We have the capacity to father and love more than just our own. See a need, meet a need. Buy some tires for a single mom. Buy a bicycle for a little kid that doesn't have a dad around. Step up and some of you have the finances. I'm fixing to stretch you. Some of you have the finances to even pay for a semester of school for a young man or a young woman that didn't have a father in their life that was a paycheck. But we get trapped into the mindset that we just have, we just have this one role. We just got to wake up and, you know, it's like a good country song. And we just, we, you know, this, this, the, the role that man's, put our boots on and go to work. And, and we don't have anything at the end of the week to show for it. Can I tell you something? There's lives all around this country that you could go to bed every night knowing that you made a difference in. So for every man in the room, this hand clap is for you today. Come on, everybody. And children, you're not left out of this because if we're going to have a healthy family, it involves the man in that chair. It involves the woman in that back recliner. But it also involves all of those that's sitting around. Let me, get, let me tell you what children represent. They bear the image of a life-giving God. Focus on the family. Ministry said it this way. The reason that there are children around. The reason there are children around everywhere. Is that God is determined to consistently and constantly reveal himself in unique ways. To his kids. So for every child that is so uniquely formed in its mother's womb. It was the artwork of God creating and designing a beautiful display of his grace and mercy to gift our world. with children. This platform just now, it, that, that's, what, that's what God looks like with those children up here some knowing the words, some just trying to get through it, others wanting the spotlight, some had a little movement to them, some just were frozen stiff, and can I just tell you something? They represent, they represent the, just the multiplicity of, of God's blessings and grace and mercy, and all of them, all of them are a gift from the Lord. So, they're not in here, but can we just one final hand clap in a message? Can we just clap hands for children, all children? Now let's shift gears. This is really what I want to talk to you about today. If we're going to have a healthy family, we're going to have to have healthy decisions. And I want to lead you into scripture. I'm fixing to give you the playbook. It's not my playbook. It's God's playbook. I'm fixing to make this so simple for every granddad and grandmother. I'm going to make it so simple for every mom and dad. I'm going to make it simple for every single adult. You too, you too can play a role in blessing other people. Deuteronomy chapter number 6. While you're going to the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy chapter 6. James Dobson said that children have been loaned to us temporarily. For the purpose of loving them. And instilling a foundation of values. On which their future lives will be built. I don't know where I heard this. It was was just recently though. About two or three years ago I heard it said. That uh, we parents. I I mentioned this in a dedication service one time. uh, and, and, And here's how it goes. We parents. The day we bring our babies home. From the hospital. What we do. What our roles are. Is we start packing their suitcase. With the things they'll need to survive for when they leave the house. We need to make sure that they're packed well with everything they need to leave the house. I just came in late last night from Michigan. I, I went to Michigan on Friday for a funeral of a, of a close friend. And, and I packed so minimally. I'm telling you, I was down to just, all I had was a bag about this big. And, and you might say, didn't you have a suit? I actually had two suits in that little bag. And when you travel a little bit, you kind of you learn that kind of stuff. And I, had, I just had the bare minimums. But can I tell you something? The bare minimums wouldn't let me stay there for a week. It wouldn't let me stay there for a month. What I was packed for was just for one moment, for an experience. Our jobs are not to pack our children Just a moment. Our job is to pack them well for a lifetime, to get them through all seasons of their lives. And I know some of you in here, uh, and especially in the in the following services, some of you are where I'm at, and we wonder if we're even making sense to our kids. (laughs) We wonder, are we even getting through to them? And they look at me like I've got mustard on my face half the time. Uh, I've got one of them that's just plum embarrassed to be around me now. She, she won't even be seen with me. She, she walks away from me in public. And I'm like, I'm cool. <laughs> and she says, in your own mind. So, so I've come up with my new bedtime scripture. I've got a bedtime scripture for my kids. And I don't want anyone to judge me. But my bedtime scripture is, is Proverbs 30:17. "The eye that mocks a father that scorns a mother will be pecked out by the ravens of the valley and will be eaten by vultures. Sleep well, my child. I'll see you in the morning. Sweet dreams hey here's the truth of the matter we don't parent can I help somebody in the room hey can I help you in the room God forbid that we parent looking for, looking for their approval <laughs> could you imagine if Tom and Linda looked for their approval from me Everybody thought I had a permanent birthmark on my face growing up, (laughs) on my cheeks growing up, on my legs growing up. No, it's not birthmarks. No, I went too far. But we're in a day where we have to have the approval of our own children. I'm fitting to give you some of the best scriptures you've ever heard. I'm fitting to give you the what, I'm gonna give you the how, and I'm gonna give you the why of our roles as a family unit. Singles, this applies. Grandparents, this applies. If you are doing life in today's world, this applies. Due to time, I'm going to allow you to read the scriptures on your own, and I will summarize. But here, here's how we get started. Deuteronomy 6, this gives us the what, the how, and the why of passing down faith to our family that creates healthy decisions. Deuteronomy 6 verses 1 through 5 give you context of where we are. Deuteronomy 6 verses 1 through 5. Here's a little background. Here's a little context of where we are. The children of God, the people of God, they're on the move, they're in their journey, they're raising babies, they're building homes. They're starting careers. I may be, just just to make an example. They're starting careers. They're developing. They're growing. Here are your rules to live by. The man of God speaks. But they're not my words. These are the words of the Lord. Key point. Key point. We can't get ahead Parenting by just our words. We need the word of the Lord. We'll try that one more time. We can't get ahead by our words only, we need the word of the Lord. We can't get ahead by our words only. We need the word of the Lord. There's one or two of you in like, didn't he just say that? I think he's confused. He said it three times. Yeah. A lot of us are trying to parent and build careers and build build businesses. We're trying to build homes. We're trying to build marriages. We're trying to build a family by what we know between our ears. And what we know between our ears does not satisfy the need of a healthy family. We have to have something greater than that. We have to have something that's foolproof and fail proof. It's the word of the Lord. So, so we have an instruction here. These are not my words. These are the words of the Lord. And here they are everybody. There is a God. There is only one God. He is the Lord, and he is our Lord. And he wants our full devotion and our full worship. Now, I'm gonna, I feel like I may have lost some of you, so let me, let, me, let, me, let me repackage this. Moms and dads, grandparents, all of us that have an impressionable mind, here is what we do. Baby, baby. There is a God, and He is our God. He is our family's God. He is our God, and He loves us. And He he desires and requires our full devotion and our full worship unfortunately we're living in a culture that looks at a 10 year old and says I'm not gonna, I don't think I need to indoctrinate them I think I'm gonna let them find I want them to be able to find their way I'm fitting to just wreck some of you you can't afford to let them find their way that's the mess that we're in now People are lost trying to find their way when the Word of God tells us. Christ looked at us through Scripture's lens. I am the way, the truth, and the life. But from the liberal, left-wing, Hollywood-driven purpose and agenda, all Christians should never indoctrinate their children. They need to let them find their way. You teach them how to hold a fork. Yeah. 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 You demand of them to pick up their room. But you're going to let them find their way when it comes to their salvation? Wow. Boy, I should have started preaching a lot earlier. I'm running out of time. Yeah. Getting nervous. You can't afford to let your family be unhealthy because it's lacking decisive, clear instructions. Hear, O oh Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And He is our Lord. And we serve Him. We are devoted to Him. And no matter what the world thinks, we will serve The Lord, this is a clear, decisive, stated target. The Brandon family, we exist because of the love of God. And we will live in the love of God. We will function in the love of God. Everything we do, we run it through the filter of there is a God and there is one God. And he is our God. And he requires and expects and desires our full devotion, our full worship. We will not get off track in looking for other alternative ways. There are no other ways. He is the Lord of this family. I wish I had a better Sunday morning response than that from this 830 congregation. Would you take off driving to Chicago without a plan? Would you take off driving to to HEB without having an understanding of what you're gonna go buy? You'll come back broke. Denora's worst nightmare is when she asked me to go to the store. Go buy milk. I come back with detergent, toilet paper, a new jacket, (laughs) box of 25 matching dishes. Why did you do that? Just thought it was a good deal. Can I just tell you something? When it comes to heaven, there is no good deals you can't get distracted you can't get off course moms and dads they're 10 years old they're 13 years old they're six years old there's i'm gonna stretch you there's they're in your house well i know but he's 36 with well, another sermon another day but if they're under your care there is a god And there is one God. And He is our God. And we will serve the Lord. We will devote our entire life to the Lord. Our marriage is about God. Our family is about God. Everything about us involves God. We don't do God on weekends. we, We are godly people that love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We don't we don't do God. We are the people of God. Yeah. <laughs> Amen? Yes, so how? How, how? how do we do it? Well, the next verses six through nineteen tell us how, how to how to accomplish this. It's real easy. Verses six through nineteen tells us how, and, and that is. Every day you wake up, you talk about the Lord. You talk about him over breakfast. You talk about him going to school. You talk about him at work. You talk about him in the evening when you're sitting on the couch watching the voice come on somebody. You talk about the Lord. You talk about him on vacation. You talk about him. When you talk about him in the middle of the night, you talk about him. You talk about You write his name on your heart. You talk about him. You share Him every day, everywhere, at all times. We don't do it on Sundays. It's Monday through Monday, every day, 365. He is the Lord, and He is good. He is our God, and we will worship Him and devote our lives to Him. he It's not just an afterthought. I might play golf. I might hunt. I might fish. Those are just parts of my hobbies. God's not a hobby in this family. He is the Lord, and He is our Lord. And we are devoted to the Lord. He's not a channel on our TV. He's not a book we read. He's not an experience. He's not a vacation. He's not a a bucket list item. No, he's not. He is the number one thing in this family's existence. Here, oh Calvary Church, there is one Lord. And love him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Give him all that you have. Write his name on your doorpost. Write his name on your family's heart. Why? I know my 13-year-old wants to know why. Why do we, why do we, why? Why is all this, why, why? You don't have to come up with this, well, 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 um, well, uh, honey, honey, you want to answer that? Well, your grandmother told us. It's because Pastor Tommy, by God, he told us. Now, now let me give you your why. You want a healthy family? Before you ever know the how and the what, you've got to establish the why. Let me give you the Why? Why? Why do you not watch certain things? Why do you not go certain places? Why do you not think certain ways? Why does your family not? Why does your family have core values? Why does your family have certain convictions? Why does your family do what they do as the children and the people of God? Why? Let me tell you why. It's right here in Scripture, verses 20 through 25. Because there was a day that we were stuck in Egypt. And there was a day that we were slaves to Pharaoh. And there were days that we didn't have a say-so in anything. And we were whipped from the time we woke up to the time we went to bed. We were were the the possession of man. But God stepped in and set us free. And now we're on our way to a better place. Now let's modernize it because some of you are thinking, I have no idea what he's talking about Egypt. Let me help you. Let me help you. You, the man and the woman in this room. Mark and Lord, if you'll come and help me real quick. You in the, in the room today, you were once on a bar stool. You were once, you were, you were once addicted to alcohol. You were once cheating on your, in your marriage. You were once uh, a liar and a thief. But somewhere, somehow, Jesus got a hold of your heart. And he has changed you. Why? Why are you the dad you are today? And why are you the mom you are today? It's because of the goodness of God in your life. Why do we not participate in every other thing known as the world? Why? Because we have been bought by the blood of the Lamb. And we're set apart. We're different. Hey everybody, have you noticed the popular thought in America? Everybody wants to be different Can I tell you that the blood-bought church of God, we're different. We don't do everything that everybody else does. And why? Because we've been set apart by the blood of the Lamb. We've been saved by the name of Jesus Christ. We are different. Because we're going to a different place. Man, I feel the help of the Lord in this room today. Before you run off to Dillard's and spend money you don't have. If you want a healthy family, establish your beliefs. Establish your values. Establish your convictions. Establish your Lord. And make Him the Lord of everything you do. Stand with me today and come down quickly. We just got a few minutes to pull this off. And and I preached too long. Yet again, I'm telling you, I've got a really bad track record. I preach long every Sunday. Come, everybody come down real quick. Come down real quick. I know for some of you it takes 10 minutes, so I'm giving you a little head start. Come down real quick. Come down real quick. I grew up on this song. I grew up with this song, and some of you know it. And when I was about 5 or 6, 7 or 8, I loved it. And then when I got about 16, 17, 18, I didn't want to sing it. And I can't get it out of my heart today. And some of you need to get it back into your spirit and allow your mouth to sing it. Have you decided to follow Jesus? Help me with it. I have decided to follow Jesus. Have you made that decision? I have let I your heart. Before I dismiss you. I just like so much to say. Our families would be healed overnight if we just had a plan. The plan is not just wake up and go to work. The plan's not just to get through junior high, to get to high school. The plan's not just to get out of college and get a job. The plan's not just to to make the A-team. The plan's not just to have enough to retire. The world has lied to us that the plan, the plan is to have a bigger home and a nicer car. That's not the plan. That's not the plan. That's 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 all together wonderful for an earthly plan, but but we're this earth's not our home. While we're here, that's great. Let's let's do the best we can. But families are dysfunctional with money in the bank. With beautiful homes and cars and vacations all over Instagram, they're still dysfunctional because there's not a plan that 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 impacts and determines its values, its principles, its convictions, its belief system. Hey, what would you do? What would you do if your 13-year-old looked you in the eye and said, What what what's our family believe about abortion? What's our family believe about capital punishment? What's our family believe? You ready? What's our family's take and opinion about divorce? About debt? Where do we stand as a family? Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad. I, I know we go to that church down there with that really handsome preacher that preaches so good and so long. But by the way, what is our family's opinion on these things when I go to school uh, when I go to school and I hear those words spoken and I hear those stories told where, 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 do, where do we fall in line on that dad what do we believe if you don't know they won't know but someone else will tell them you want a good Christmas put your credit card back in your wallet you want a good Christmas Have a family get together that lays down the gift of some convictions, of some directions, of some belief systems. Lay down a a target, a plan. And you don't have to make it, hey, whatever you do, don't make it dull and boring and authoritative and, and disciplinarian. Share your heart. Tell your kids, I was an idiot in college and I was an alcoholic. You? Yeah. But let me tell you what Jesus did. The reason, baby, the reason yet your dad gets nervous about you going to those parties, I want to tell you why. Because I I struggled with it. Tell your parents, tell your kids about, about your first marriage that didn't work out. Why would I want to touch that? Because that might save them one day. Tell them about your mistakes that you made. Those that no one else knows. Why? Because because it might just help them avoid the same thing. A healthy family is not a perfect family. A healthy family is a family that's been blood-bought and sanctified and born again and knows who their God is and knows why they do what they do. Uh, If y'all want to, y'all come to the 10 o'clock. We'll do more, all right? Let's pray. And after we pray, if y'all don't mind singing that one more time while we fellowship and dismiss. Father, I thank you for a few minutes with my friends and I just bless my friends right now in the name of Jesus Christ to be decisive, to be committed, to be determined to have a family plan that you are God and no one else and that we live for you and no one or nothing else. And the reason we do is because you gave your best for us. We love you and we celebrate you this Christmas season. With a healthy home and a healthy family. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Let everybody say, Amen. I have decided. Let's-